to the Technostatic Podcast. I'm your host, Eric, and this is your host, Randy. Hello. What's going on? We got <clears throat> topics today. We, we have all kinds of stuff. Uh, Steam Deck, uh, Samsung Galaxy S22 Ultra, Tab S8 Ultra. Is it Ultra? I don't even know. Tab S8, Cybertruck stuff. We're going to talk about Steam Deck. There's a Steam lot of Deck, stuff. Steam Deck, dude. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, so we're just going to roll... Uh, we're just going to start off talking about Randy's weekend, dude. How was your weekend, dude? It was exciting, man. Yeah, was it? You know, I uh, didn't make any purchases. I oh. just kind of, you know. Uh, wow. Okay. Wow. Lived I my mean, life, dude. That's crazy. You're <laughs> total yeah, right? lie to me, dude. dude All right. I didn't lie oh, yeah. To you. you know it what? It's really hard oh, yeah. to hide it from you, man. <laughs> Real like, quick. Like, yeah, Real dude. Quick, dude, we're already messing up because we're not supposed to say dude anymore. Okay. Dude, we already we messed it? up. Did I mess up or did we both we, mess up? Okay. Well, we definitely both messed up. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> so, it, dude. no dudes right. on right, the no podcast. Dudes, no, this my our, guys. We say, we do it to each other. This is one thing dude. we talked about offline. We're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. We say, dude, every second. <laughs> we do. And I had friends call me out on it. I had to I almost like, stop yeah. myself from saying it there. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the Dude Free Podcast. Yeah, I'm your host, no more Randy. This is my boy, Eric. Yeah, what's I said, up? boy, that's, it, that's yep. okay. You can say substitute um, words. Yeah, my guy. <laughs> my um, <laughs> so, so tell me, uh, what happened? You, sp- you spent money, and you already told me, and I'm still shocked because he just told me right before the podcast, and... Uh, <laughs> I didn't even notice because he showed it to me. Yeah, on dude. Screen. Like I was holding it up. I was like, "Hey, man, look at this. Look at the time. Look oh, at the timestamp." And, yeah. and then I had to unfold on him, dude. Oh man, he uh, unfolded on me. And it's, as soon as he did that, it was over. So uh, I bought my second Z Fold three uh, <laughs> on Sunday or Saturday, Saturday, <laughs> and it was super hard to to keep it from Eric. Oh man, uh, he did not want to keep it. <laughs> I didn't, not at all, and like. It just like kind of kept coming up organically in conversation, like more often than normal. Right. And like it was really hard for me to not just like blurt it out. But I kept my composure and, you know, I, I shocked him. A I little can't bit. believe it. He did. The uh, shock factor was there. So, um, okay. First off, dude, you ju- uh, I said it. The podcast, or not the podcast, but on an earlier podcast, you, you, you know, you got, we got the fold. We talked about it. You went back to iPhone. Now you're back on the fold. I'm back on the fold, so dude. What ha- so, can I theory craft here? Did you just you like can theory craft you- all you want <laughs> and then I'll give you the answer? Okay. Cause so. to me, here's what happened. You, you, you were on the fold. You kind of felt like something was missing. You went right. back to iPhone. You were like, oh, this is home. This is comfy. This is cozy. It is comfy. It but is then cozy. you realized it's boring. And then it's you went back to boring. the <laughs> yeah so like this is where it uh uh this is where the rap breaks down okay, okay. so essentially how this all stemmed from right. is i love my ipad as a as a computer and, and 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 this has stayed pretty much consistent throughout you know my entire tech history but i think the ipad's a great device i think tablets are a great device right especially they if are. you're taking notes and like digital note taking like mm-hmm. I would be lost without it. I have two coworkers. One I just recently converted to a to a to an iPad. Uh, you got an iPad Air with the Apple Pencil. Wow. And um. Uh. And um, he loves it now too. But I have another coworker that um, uh, still uses like notepads, like like like, like old like, like yeah, you know, pen like, and pen and paper, like, like Mead spiral notebooks with like pen and paper. And yeah. then it's like, hey, you know, um. 
you should get an iPad because you have like nine notebooks. And then when I ask you to reference notes from a meeting six months ago, you have no idea what notebooks in. You have no idea what page is on. It doesn't do OCR. Like just yeah. get an iPad and have a digital and then you can just search your notes and you always have your access to it. Valid. And she's like, no, like I like my pen and paper. I'm a creature of habit. I'm like, well, that's on you then. Like, they I'm always say that better. too. Right. Every so time. Like, so like I converted the 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 uh, other coworker and now it's like changed his life forever you know like for me it's really cool because like I go into meetings and I take notes and that's the primary that's like my primary use case for for the iPad I also kind of when I get into work I document you know the things I want to accomplish for that day and then if I do them then I check them off that's but really for, cool but, I like that but but for that I, I I use an app called Things because I could just move tasks to tomorrow and stuff oh that's uh, really cool. Yeah, so yeah. like I keep that open and like slide over on top of Good Notes, so I kind of collaborate with both of those things. Right. Um, uh, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a great device for me. Uh, but you know where I don't like the iPad? Um, when I'm reading things or just like browsing the internet, right? Like I kind of still kind of tended to use my phone for that. Can I ask why? And I mean, because the iPad's pretty good template for that. Sure, it, it's it's because it's one, it's not always on me. Okay. So okay. like, uh, I'm a creature of lazy. So if it's on <laughs> my desk and I'm on the couch, right. I don't want to get up to get it. You know, my phone's in my pocket. Yeah, it's right here. I know. There it is. Um, you're so right. Uh, right. And, and, and alternatively, like if you lay on your back, uh, it's just, it's, it's just a larger device to hold. Right. It's just, it a, is. It's, it's a just a bigger heavier. device. Yeah. So like, this is where you and I started to like unpack the discussion of maybe the iPad mini is actually clutch. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, I know. That's what uh, I was thinking because it's like kind of yeah. like super ergonomic how light it is. And yeah. I don't know. It, it might just be a great size. Like I remember my OG iPad mini and I loved it so much. Right. The fold kind of sits in that same sweet spot, right? Exactly. Yeah. So now you see where I'm kind of going. Okay. So then like it may, may be about like having like some like internal monologue with myself. Um Right, and then kind of like going back and forth about what I want from a device. Uh, I really want a folding tablet, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, you're gonna say like, oh, but like the 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 iPhone Pro is big, the Pro Max is big, but like it's it's not aspect ratio is very very determining of screen usable real estate. Right, and and you're never gonna get a ta a tablet phone. A candy bar phone, sorry, that's going to have the width of the unfolded fold. You know what I mean? Like, yes. So, or of a tablet, you know? So, like, that's kind of where, like, the fold comes in handy. Um, yeah. You know, sorry, go on. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, let me ask you a question because this, sure. this is one of the things that sure. um, that I ask myself, and I'm not sure what the right answer is. But, like, to me, I find that the the Z Fold 3, the form factor, and I'm just going to show the camera off. I, I just think the form factor of having like this size and being able to yeah. fold it and put it in your pocket is ideal. I think where um, I'm kind of unsure is whether or not I want to use Android or iOS. And so I asked the question, do you think if Apple made a folding phone in this form factor, you would stay Apple? Or do you think the fold... Ooh, tough question. With the way Samsung handles, like, their foldable and their their software combined with Android, do you think you would go with one over the other? And obviously, this is a hypothetical. Very hypothetical. So, here's what scares me, okay? Right. Um, I like my fold um, a lot. 
and and I like it for reasons that I can't do on an iOS device. Yeah. Um, those reasons are the multitasking, even on iPad OS, is not as good as on the Fold. It just isn't. Right. Um, the the um, the persistent applications in the background, like for me, when I walk around my house and um, <clears throat> or like I go upstairs or like I'm in the family room or I'm in uh, like the shitter, for example, right. um, I could close my phone and keep my persistent RDP connection on my Z Fold. It will always be connected until I close it. Uh, yeah, I could turn off awesome. battery op. Yeah. So, 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 like, I, I was kind of talking to to a this uh, this about a friend the other day, like, 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 like unrelated to like Z Fold. It was kind of just like an Android thing versus an Apple thing. So, like, right, uh, uh, Apple has um, what's called AppNap, and Android introduced AppNap in I think it was Android ten or eleven. And essentially, what that is is it basically says, "Hey, if this app is in the background for X amount of time." put it into deep sleep. And that's great for standby life, right? So Android introduced their version of AppNap in Android 10 or 11, but Android lets you take it one step farther and it lets you go into the settings and remove individual apps from their AppNap algorithm, right? Wow. So like you can go into RDP and then click on uh, never optimize and then it'll just let it run indefinitely until you manually close it. Right. So things like having a persistent RDP connection, I will... You, you'll never have that on, on, on an iOS or iPadOS device just because Apple doesn't trust its users. You know what I mean? Right. So. Okay, yeah, I mean, that's valid. And that really goes to show how on Android you can make it into something very powerful. And yeah. iOS is kind of limited by what uh, Apple allows you to do on its right. platform. Right, so, so um, you know... <sighs> that's a really good question. Cause like I do like iOS and I, and I do like iPad OS and their home. Right. But there are things that I do on my Z fold that I could not do on anything other than Mac OS that Apple makes. Right. So that's kind of where I'm torn. Like, will I get better battery life on the Apple fold? Yes. Will I have better application support? Yes. Will I be able to do everything that I want to do on it? Probably not. Right. And that's, that's kind of where I'm at, right? You know, like, um, uh, and, and this kind of stems back from like, you know, like my water incident with my computer and then me potentially, you know, testing out the M1 Max and seeing if I can make that my workstation. And I think if I did go that route, I probably would be that sucked hard into the Apple ecosystem. Right. But like things have kind of changed for me a little bit. And, you know, a big driving factor of me wanting to go back to the iPhone was I missed the watch. Um, but it turns out that like, uh, I bought this the uh, uh, Series Seven stainless steel watch. Which, right. by the way, that reminds me, I had to call Verizon and cancel my uh, my ten dollars a month sub for it. Right. Uh, but after work, I would just take the watch off, so I wasn't even really using the watch anymore. Like that time, right, where 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 I had an Android phone in between, like these next steps. Uh, I kind of grew less attached to the watch and I found myself using it less. And I think you were kind of in the same camp too for a little bit, right? Like you kind of, yeah. So what I did uh, was I'm actually wearing the galaxy watch right now, but I ended up, uh, kind of just getting tired of having it charged and having to take it off for work. So I ended up just putting my mechanical, like my automatic watch on and just rocking right, that, like right. a classic watch. And, like, that was fun for a while until I kind of missed uh, the fitness features. So, you know, if I'm doing a Beat Saber workout, um, having to have my watch uh, 
being able to have those fitness features, I kind of decided I would go back and put the watch on. And um, so I've been wearing it, you know, I'm back to wearing it and it's not bad. Um, I feel like they've put out enough updates to it to where it doesn't have like the weird issues that I had initially. Sure. So I don't sure. know. It's, it's solid, you know, and it's, it's functional, but it's not as good as the Apple watch, but it's still great. Right. Right. And like to your point, you know, I think the Apple watch is the gold standard, but I don't, I, if I was on iPhone right now, yeah. I wouldn't have used it right now. I'm not going to let the watch the determine the platform I'm on. Let's just say that like the watch is so important I that I absolutely need to be on iPhone for the watch. That's where I'm at right now. So it's mm-hmm. not about like I will deal with the subpar like not even subpar like it's good, you know the watch experience on uh, on Android side is good. These Galaxy yeah. watches are good, they're right, just not as right. good as the Apple Watch. And I was like, sure. I think what it was was you know I I just remember how solid it was the Apple Watch, mm-hmm. and so it's been a while since I've used one, but. Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't feel like it's a, a deal breaker anymore not having it. So Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, too. Yeah. Um, so, interestingly enough, you know, and we kind of brushed on this a little bit, is now the Z Fold 3 also supports wireless decks. And, like, you need to try it out to the podcast if you haven't yet, because wireless decks works insanely well. Okay. Like, yeah. insanely well. And there's a Mac OS wireless decks client. That's excellent. So, I use, actually, I, I would use uh, decks quite a bit. Um, just for certain applications and for games and, uh, like just to throw them up on my screen. Cause well, I have a couple me, mobile games I play Sure, and yeah, I would use wired, it, but it'd be it nice works to just perfectly for that. And yeah. like, for me, you know, like I, I, I SMS probably more than you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, for SMS, uh, it would be, so uh, like for broken. me, I could just like connect my phone wirelessly via Dext when I get home and then put my phone somewhere in the corner on the charger. Yeah. And then I could just, you know, kind of just text from my computer and, 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 and there's like no latency, there's no delay. I mean, I'm like, there's a, there's a, there's like a slight latency, but like nothing you would notice right. just doing normal, like normal tasks. So quick question on sure. it. So wireless decks, how do you start it up? Do you have to do anything so, from your phone? So all you do is you download the decks like desktop Client, app yeah, that and app. you start it. And like you, you, you know, where it says like connect your phone to your computer using a USB cable. Yes. Just leave it on that screen and then click decks from your quick menu. Yes. And then, and, and, and then click connect to PC and then you'll see it searching and you'll see your PC host name come up and then you just click connect and you're done. Wow. Okay. And yeah, then I can totally sit it down seamless. on my wireless charger and you just... could put it anywhere in the house you want as long as it's connected to the same Wi-Fi. That's really cool. I yeah. like it. Yeah, and, and, and like it. I've I've been using it consistently for the past couple of days, and 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 it's never dropped connection once. And Sunday, I even had it connected for almost eight hours because I was I was just chilling on my computer playing games. So, uh, so yeah, it was it, it it works pretty well, but I kind of feel like I'm I'm going down a rabbit hole, uh, which I tend to do a lot. Um, oh, no, it's all good. Yeah, we're um, definitely doing that. But like, we're doing it. Let's dude. let's um, let's circle back to so the fold, man. So yeah, so uh, I got the green boy. Because okay. I wanted something a little different, and like the five twelve storage probably isn't something that I would ever use, right? Like I don't think, no. I don't think that uh, when when the Z Fold four comes out, if it's the same kind of like spiel, where like you have to get the black one to get five twelve, I'm probably just just gonna get a colorful boy. You know what I mean? Right. Like I'd rather the color over the extra storage. Yeah. Um, okay. So anyway, like 
let's go back to like me not getting the iPad mini because that's kind of where like this whole transition started. So um, I was doing some stuff on my phone. Uh, mostly I was trying to remote into my Rune server to uh, update Rune and to restart uh, like the Rune transport host. Right. And like I was just having a heck of a time uh, connecting to it. Okay. And then like... I would have to text like 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 someone or, or or I would jump out for a second and then I would go back into RDP and the connection would be dropped because that app was was deemed in the background too long. You know what I mean? Right. So like little things like that just started to irritate me. Okay. And that's why you know I put such emphasis on on, on the persistent apps on Android. So like I was like, well, you know, like maybe I'll just get like an iPad mini and I'll keep that on me and then I might uh, you know, just kind of use that as like my, my administrative device. And then, then I just, I forget what it was. I think I was watching a Linus tech tips video and I saw he still had the fold. He does. And I was like, oh man, look at that thing. Like that thing is really convenient. You know it what I is. mean? Like, like that thing just looks like exactly the device I wanted, you know? And like, right. so I was like, so, so like at that point, you know, I kind of did some like, 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 like introspective thinking. And I was like, all right, you know, Z fold four is coming out. That's that's what I'm gonna get. Then I kind of had to like plant the seed with Kelly, you know, and be like, yeah. oh, you know, they're getting the Z fold again, you know, uh-huh. and then and then literally um, the next day, my mom texts me and goes, "Can you look at my phone? The speaker isn't working." So so you know, I check that out, and it turns out it actually isn't working. Right. So she has an XS Max or whatever, um, and like it it works on speakerphone, and like the handset speaker does work. But it is insanely quiet, like literally like whisper quiet. So, right. Uh, and like, she can't have that. Right. Like, 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 no. like she's, she's, a, she's a mother and her woman, her nights consist of talking to her, to her gr- girlfriends on the phone. Right. You know what I mean? So my options were, I either just get her a new phone or I give her my 13 pro and buy myself a Fold <laughs> three. nice man the excuse came out of nowhere yeah and like you know how we are with like instant gratification yes well samsung.com has a same day pickup for best buy stores (laughs) so i literally bought it and got it the same day because because they have same day pickup for best buy stores wow um and they and they had the green boy which is the one i wanted so it 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 worked out well uh uh i I don't have a case yet because i bought a case online and it didn't ship yet but um it feels so good to be back and like I will say that Android 12 feels like a more consistent experience like have have, have you tried uh the picture in picture on YouTube Vance yet? No, I haven't. Where where it could be any size and you could put it on any part of the screen. That's incredible. Well, I mean, I'll um, I'll try it right now. So like I got yeah. a video and then I'm going to unfold and then I'm going to swipe. So what do I do? Just pinch it? Oh, it did work. Wow. Yeah. Just yeah. like that. And then any size you want, dude. That's Yeah, any size. I can make it like half the screen if I want. So is that awesome, dude? Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that, that's kind of like a game changer to me. Um, the new privacy tab is pretty cool. Like, if you were doing something, you know, it has two software-based kill switches from microphone and camera, and they're separate. So, like, you could just kill them and like, 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 just blanket disable them for everything temporarily if you wanted to. Oh, very cool. And then, uh, uh it has a whole bunch of like, uh, like, uh, under Samsung privacy and stuff, where like it'll show you, uh, what last use your location what last use your calendar what last use your camera for how long did it record anything like the ad- additional privacy tab is kind of cool for like stats for nerds right that that that, that came in android 12 so you know it's, it's it's pretty awesome and now 
And now Samsung just came out, starting with the S21, so the Z Fold 3 is included, if anyone out there has a Z Fold 3, that they're going to do updates for five years. Wow, seriously? Yeah, five years, man. That's yeah. like unprecedented in the Android space, so that's really yeah. good. Like, really good. That's Apple yeah. competitive. Yeah, so... so uh, I mean, things are looking pretty promising. You know, the S22 seems like a banger of a phone, but it doesn't fold, so it's not in my pocket. Um, yeah, of course. And the rumors around the Z Fold 4 seem really awesome. You know, it's going to have a, 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 a S Pen stylus, or a S Pen stylo, apparently. Really? And, like um, built in? Yeah, like built in. Wow. Um, uh, the only caveat I've seen is it might be like a like a flatter pen, like a carpenter pencil. Okay. Uh, which I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine, you know? as long as yeah. it's solid. Uh, but like that's the rumors right now. Um, and yeah. the other rumor I heard, I'm not sure if you've if you've heard it or not, but there's going to be two Z folds. No way. So really? there's going to be the Z fold the the Z fold four because they want to bring the price down, right? And then there's going to be a Z fold four ultra. What? I, I mean, this is speculation. I'm not like saying this is fact, but then right. the ultra will will like inherit the cameras from the S22 ultra. It'll have a bigger battery, potentially bigger screen. They're talking about making it a little bit wider for the ultra. Yeah, so I mean the wider bigger. would make sense. That not yeah. only for the unfold, but if they're going to put a pin. Yeah. So because so, they don't want to really shrink it, uh, make the battery smaller, because people were complaining, like on the subreddit, that like if they do put the pin in there, the battery is going to be compromised, and they don't want that. So like make it bigger, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so essentially, cause I think it could use, a, I think it could be bigger and be fine in my pocket. Yeah. Right? So again, what the rumors are is that the, I, I, I honestly expect the Z fold four to be very similar to the three, just wow. a lower cost price point and, and with the Snapdragon eight. Yes. But the rumors for the four are, it's going to inherit the cameras from the S 22 ultra and it's going to be slightly wider. Okay. So so you'll get a a more wider aspect ratio when you unfold. Wow. And the cover screen will also be wider as well, and it'll also has the silo. This is or, awesome. Or have a silo to 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 has to has an S Pen. So. Wow. I mean, that sounds really exciting. I, again, you know. just rumors, you know, just rumors. But you know, here's another thing: is uh, you know, I don't really plan on getting the next fold if they make big changes like that. Um, I might be tempted because Samsung, you know, they do really decent trade-in offers. So I bet you I could trade in my Z Fold 3 here uh, and get a pretty good value out of it from Samsung. So I don't I don't know. It's, it, yeah, they, so, would, they, they will definitely tempt me because so Samsung trade-ins. Really you're going to get one just because I could tell you right now that the Z Fold 3 trades in on an S22 Ultra for $900. Wow. That's yeah, pretty their great. Their, their trade-ins are crazy. Yeah, dude, it's like the, the, that's why I was tempted to get the tablet, so we can just roll right into this. Yeah. Uh, the S8 Ultra, I'm, I'm going to start with the trade-in credit because that's, that's what we talked about. The S8 Ultra is their, or the Tab S8 Ultra is their new flagship uh, flagship tablet. And if you pre-order it right now, the, the, the trade-in offers are absolutely crazy, like, like, like absolutely insane trade-in values. But they also give you the 349 type cover for free. So tell me, man. So okay, I see the Tab S8 Ultra. It's it's a big boy, fourteen point six it's inches. Huge. It's huge. I mean, <laughs> uh, the uh, only video I've seen of it in the wild yeah. is Canoopsy has one. So if you've ever seen his videos, yeah. It, what's the difference between the S8 Plus and the Ultra? I want to say S8. screen size and battery and RAM. Okay, so is the Ultra actually more powerful? Is what I'm getting at. Or is it, it just like they all big? have? They all have the Snapdragon 8, like, okay. like the latest processor. Uh, 
but I think where it varies is screen battery life, RAM, and storage and size. Up obviously. to 16 gigs of RAM, yeah. 512 gigabytes of memory and storage, fingerprint scanner, on-screen, on-screen yeah, fingerprint. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it's got an under-display fingerprint sensor. It has dual front-facing cameras. The uh, it has, like, center stage, like Apple has. Right. Uh, I mean, I'm looking on their website right now. I have it up on the podcast, and... I mean, this is pretty interesting. So let's look at the pricing because this is what's going to be make or break. So sure. if you go with it, Tab S8 Ultra, Wi-Fi 8 gig, Graphite, no trade-in, you're looking at, uh, hold on, so $1,100, uh, $1, it looks like, one-time payment. So that's the cheapest uh, variant. If you go up to 12 gigs RAM, 256 gig, uh, you're up 100 more dollars. You go to 16 gig. You're at uh, fourteen hundred, so that's the most premium option, and like that's the S8 Ultra with sixteen gigs, five twelve gig uh, storage, and yeah. So I mean that's pretty pricey for a tablet, because um, mm-hmm. like well I mean let's compare it to an iPad option. So how much is an iPad? Uh, like the twelve point nine. Yeah, I don't know what it starts at because I didn't buy one. I bought an eleven, but so, we can check it out. We have the power of the internet. Yeah, right? so I'll pull up the iPad website here. So say I get with an iPad Pro because this is kind of like the competing product. Sure. 12.9 inch, which is, gosh, I can't believe it. So the 12.9, this thing is way bigger. Like this yeah. thing is uh, massive. Massive. Yeah. So 12.9, if you get it in uh, like their cheapest configuration, um, let's see how much uh, it costs. No Apple Pencil, no keyboard. Um, so let me, what does it cost here? Like, uh, so $1,100, right? So that's like, it matches up. The cheapest equivalent matches up. And this is what the Tab 8, uh, S8 Ultra, which is the massive. Like, the massive absolutely. boy, dude. So, wow. I mean, dude, can I ask another question? So I'm going to shrink this. It can run decks natively, dude. I, I love that. I've seen, uh, How nutty I, I, I've is that, seen dude? people yeah. run decks uh, natively yeah. on these large tablets. I think that's really cool. Like yeah. you're, yeah, you're kind of getting natively. into a, uh, like with the, if you, I wonder if the keyboard and stuff, like you could use a keyboard and mouse legit on these, uh, and have like almost a desktop like experience. That's really cool. Um, so can I ask another question? So you were interested sure. in maybe getting the S8 ultra, right? So why? Because like you would, you talked, uh, you talked a lot of shit about the 12.9 inch iPad. It did. So, it did. So I, what changes like, is it's just like, ooh, big screen, pretty I pixels. feel like I feel like 15 inches kind of gets in that territory of like it's so obnoxiously large that it's it cool. becomes cool again. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it's like like it's just it's past the point of reasonable. It's just obscene. It's just obscenely point. awesome. Right. Yeah, exactly. Kind of, you know what I mean? I think that it would be awesome you being on the saying, couch dude? like with this fucking yeah, TV dude. in my hand. Yeah, dude. dude. Light, you know what pretty I mean? light. Like, yeah. Like it, it, it's like one of those things where it's like, all right, you know, like, like Let's if go. you look at, if you look at the tab S8 plus, you're like, all right, 12 inch screen. That's a little too yeah. big. Maybe I'll get the smaller one. But then you see a 15 inch oh, tablet man. and you're like, that's just ignorant. Do I they need it. have these at Best Buy on display uh, or anything? Well, they're not out yet. Okay. So, so they're, they're Best probably Buy may be have there. one on display. My Best Buy doesn't. My Best mm. Buy has an S22 Ultra out and that thing is blindingly bright. Okay. Oh man, dude. Oh, really? It's seventeen hundred and fifty nits. That's that is super bright. <laughs> oh man, that's. <laughs> I really want to see because I want to see this for myself. I don't want to buy it. Uh, I want to see it. Uh, <laughs> so what tempted me? What tempted me is yeah. I would get five hundred and fifty dollars trade in right for my iPad eleven. 
Okay. Um, so the 256 S8 Ultra would cost me $649, and it would come with a $349 keyboard. Okay. Wow. So I so so theoretically, if you factor that in, because because you only get the keyboard if you pre-order it, I would be getting like eight hundred and forty-nine dollars trade in on my iPad Eleven. Wow. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe good maybe. But you know what's going to ruin it for you, man? There's no good notes. There isn't. There's no. And, and <laughs> I didn't have time to see if there was like a competitor. Well, you know. They're going to build in their Samsung Note app, which is not best, you know. Yeah, it's... just uh, so, so like what's, what's, what's really important to me is, uh, mm. is like, uh, um, I'm trying to think what the word is, uh, like multiple notebooks, you know what I mean? Cause like I right. use my iPad for work. Like you have a notebook so like, for, so work, like, what's, you have a notebook what's, for other stuff. Right. But like, what's nice about GoodNotes is like the hierarchical folder arrangement. So, like, I have two folders I have personal and work. And right. then in personal, I have notes for, I, I, I have a special notebook for podcasts. I have a special note, notebook for beer brewing. I have a notebook for my Dungeons and Dragons. I have a notebook for just personal notes. And then under work, I have one for like my desk notes, which is when, when I just need to write down shit while I'm working. And then I have one for meetings, which has like a whole meeting page layout where I, where I could put the title, right. uh, the date who was in the meeting and then notes for the meeting. Like it's laid out really nicely. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's a, the best experience and you are right. Like I, I, I will not have that experience, but you know what I would gain? What? If you get the S pen pro, you mm. can pair it to every single device you own. Really? Yeah. Well, it, so, so the so, fold so, and everything. So then you would have one pen and then it, it would be Bluetooth paired to the fold. It would be Bluetooth paired to the tablet. And then you could seamlessly take notes between devices. Wow. That's really cool. Uh, with, with, with the same pen. So I would gain that. You know what I'm saying? So like oh, it's, it, it's, it's lucrative as hell, dude. I mean, uh, and, and, and then plus you, you would get a tablet that just runs native decks. So let me, uh, you know, I'm really curious because Samsung, wait, wait, oh. They've nailed like the. Pull up that video for a second. Like, just watch the, the 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 one I put in Element. Uh, like, on, just when he holds it up, dude. Like, look at the size of that thing in his hand. Like, like it, it it's it's just obscene, dude. Hold on, I'm gonna put it up on the uh the for the podcast to see. So, oh my gosh, it's huge. It's big. Oh my gosh, dude, get out of here. Wow, it, and you know what? It seems. I mean, it's big, but he's like holding it. Like, yeah, it's not that yeah. heavy or anything. No, no, he said it's actually very light. And he said, I mean, I, I know if this is like a sponsored video or not, but he said right. that it's, it feels better in his hands than the 12.9. It has a notch. Does. It does have a notch. A Look notch. at that thing, dude. It looks but the clean, bezels are it? like really. They're, they're crazy small. Yeah. Small. They're almost non-existent. Yeah. Like, see him holding it up like that, dude? Like, how yeah. cool does that look? Like, uh, look at, um. <laughs> look at uh like 40 seconds in dex mode I don't know, 40 seconds all right yeah he's just holding it up and there it is dex mode wow wow you know what this looks like i i hate to say this it looks futuristic as hell you know doesn't it dude with like the, the way he was using dex mode yeah. there like yeah doesn't it, it just with the windows it, yeah it, but like actually decent yeah uh, yeah <laughs> wow that's right impressive impressive i gotta say like i've kind of written off um sam or not samsung specifically but any kind of android tablet for a long time but this might be a changer a game changer i don't know it really depends on how well the apps work on 
a screen that big. I don't know. Because you're dealing with Android apps. And, like, they haven't really historically been the best when scaled. So I'm really curious. And uh, I'm going to have to watch a lot of reviews because I want to know if this device could fill that void for me, that tablet void. Because right now right. I have, like, an old iPad and, like, I I use it. I share it with the family. But I don't use it that much because I, I don't know, man. It just – I just don't – and I, I've kind of felt like this is a discussion we should have is like I feel like the more I use Android, the more I can't leave it because I'm so used to this open platform where I can do whatever I want. Like you were right. saying, you can customize it any way you want and not just like in a trivial way. Like you can make it so apps don't go to sleep. You can yeah. make it so yeah, like, like like in a crazy way. Like, um, yeah, the multitasking uh, is nutty. The uh, being able to run uh, third-party apps like YouTube Vanced is nutty. Being I'm going to give you, you know, another timestamp if you don't mind. Go for it. Go to like uh, 518 because like that's kind of like the iPad experience to an extreme because he's doing three windows there, right? So that's even more than the iPad allows you to do with two. Okay. And then he, and then he instantly switches to dex mode and like look at the difference, dude. All right, so I'm watching him swipe between. That's cool. You can resize everything. Yeah. Wow, yeah, it's everything really fast. Is super, and, then, and then look at Pop dex mode, window. dude. So he hasn't I mean, dexed I mean, like, yet. Okay, wait, hit the dex button. There it goes. There's like a uh, transition, and bam, everything's in a window now. Tell me that's not busted, dude. Wow. I mean, that's cool. I wonder how the window snapping is in dex. Isn't that awesome? But, yeah, I mean, it's beautiful, I got to say. If you get yeah. this, this will be the most, this will be very interesting because, yeah. you know, obviously you've been an iPad user for a long time. I have been. I, 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 my, my iPad's my life companion. So. You know, this thing looks very, very cool, and I admit I'm very tempted for to get a device like this uh, for around the house and maybe even just throw in my bag because it's just yeah. awesome looking and I, I admit that but like I want to know you know what I, I have a question so this is random this is really random I'm thinking about use cases for a device like this and you know how I've been wanting to go dual monitor I wonder if there's like a, an app that will allow an Android tablet to act as like a monitor like uh, for Windows I wonder if there's an app for that you know how like you can sidecar, yeah, kind of like sidecar. Yeah. yeah, but I wonder if there's like an Android option. No, no, no. There, there's a there's a universal option that works on both. Oh, and, okay. I mean, yeah, is and, it poo poo or is it? I don't know. I, I I don't have any first hand experience with it. Okay, because so the reason I bring that up at all is I've been in the market for one of those portable. Uh, you know, you can, on Amazon you can buy those portable monitors that are like USB C. And I've been looking at them, and the OLED ones are pretty expensive. They're like $800. And yeah. I was like, what if I instead buy this tablet and then run that app? Because I don't really need it for latency, right? I just need it for TeamSpeak and, like, other random stuff like Element. So I don't care if it's, like, low latency. I just need it to be, like, a status display for certain things while I'm full-screen app game, you know? So if I could have it here at my desk... Yeah. Like like I was going to do with one of those little portable displays. I think that that could be a cool use case. For, no, I think for so me. too, man. I think so too. Yeah, and it's just kind uh, of awesome. apparently on the website. Yeah, oh yeah, it, it has wireless display built in. So literally on Samsung's website, you could just set it up as as an extra display. What? You can access your tablet as an additional display for your Windows computer. Simple simply follow the below guide to set up a new connection and extend your screen. No. You're full of shit. Like built yeah, in. I'm reading it. No yeah, way, it, it, bro! It literally no has a, 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 a second phone? screen toggle. 
Can Probably you do, not. Okay, so it's a tablet uh, exclusive. But, but, but look, simulator. dude, it literally has a second screen toggle. All right, hold on. I'm going to pull this up. I'm going to pull this up. And then you could toggle between faster response or smoother playback mode. Okay, sec- setting up screen <laughs> second screen using the Tab S7. So you could do it on the Tab S7. And then let me just watch the little video here. Hold on. I got to pull it up. So I'm not going to watch the whole video for the podcast, but um, ah, I didn't want to make it big. Um, so there's a button for it. It looks like it. Boop. I just saw him push it. It's, yeah. it's saying... Uh, do you want low latency or it's like yeah, giving dude. you options? The options, right? It's dude? giving you low latency or do you want who, like high fidelity? Who doesn't then, like options? What? Dude. It is built into Windows. Look, you yeah, just... just oh, hold on. Brain, hold on. Oh, and you can, you can extend or duplicate or whatever. Yeah, oh dude. my God, dude. I don't want to say dude, but I have to. <laughs> you have to, dude. I have to. Oh man, look at that. Dude. Oh, get out of here, dude. I see. Th- this is when I get excited. The dude comes back. It does, dude. I have it's, to stop. It's, it's an exciting dude. I, I can't. Okay, so. <laughs> no. No. Oh, man. The justification isn't there. I can't do it. Um, Very cool. I'm I'm going to look into this because this is this is kind of up my alley, man. I, I didn't think dude, we'd right? be talking about this for this long, but. Because it's cool, man. It's, it's cool. And, and like I told you, dude, it's like it's like past. It's past the. uh the like, uh, the like size you would expect a yeah. tablet to be, but it's just ignorantly it's big, and that makes big, it cool again. But it's cool, yeah. It's like busted how big. It's bigger than anything that Apple makes, so it's yeah, like dude, unique. Dude, go on the S8 Ultra page and scroll down to where it shows you like the family of tablets. That's like, what I have up right in front like, of me. Like they purposely made the Ultra in portrait, and it is just a monster. Oh uh, wait, where are you talking about in portrait? Here it is in landscape. The family? Like scroll down, or are you want like the buy page? No, I'm on there. Like, uh, go uh, to the buy page and then oh, link it to you, and then scroll pre-order down. Pre-order now. Oh, yeah, on. and then scroll down to where it shows the. The hold on, I'm looking at the different pictures. What are you talking about? Hold on, like scroll down to the bottom where you see like the three tablets. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow, is it really that big, dude? Dude's insane. I, I don't want to say dude, but wow. I think it's massive, unbelievably. I mean, it's it's just cool. I don't think I'll get the keyboard situation with it, but I would definitely get the pen. Well, if you pre-order it, the keyboard is free, dude. What? The type cover is free. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. What? If, if you pre-order it right now, the $350 type cover is free. No. Dude, read it up top. I'm not making it up. It, it even says choose your gift. Wait, it's, it's, you choose your gift? Well, there's one gift, right? Oh. You either accept the gift or you don't. But like, what other gift would you get? It's, I, it's, it's it's the literal thing. Trade in my old iPad. No, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> so, what one would you get? Because I'd probably the get the 12 like, gig, 256. Okay, yeah, 12. Yeah, I think that's fair. Because the, the the price jump to 16.512 is just not worth it. So, for, for like, twelve hundred dollars, like, you know. you're looking at a beast tablet, and you get the free, and you, you get you the, the cover included. Do you get the? Pen? I don't have the pen yet. Okay, because if, if you don't get the pen, but you get the type cover, that's lame. I know. That's really lame. Okay, recommended. So, skip add-ons. I didn't see the gift part, but I wasn't looking. Oh, wait, here it is. Ultrabook cute cover. 349 Are you kidding me? That's how much the Apple one is. Are you serious? The yeah, Apple one's how much $349, yeah. Oh, my gosh, what a rip. And then you get all the other premium stuff, trials, 
Pretty cool, man. Um, very tempting, I admit. I admit I'm tempted, but I won't do it. Not yet. I need to do a lot of research, and I also need to find money because I'm, I'm out of it. <laughs> I am out oh, of damn it. Damn it, dude! <laughs> stop, dude! Stop! I didn't do it. I didn't tempt you. <laughs> you did what? it yourself. Don't, dude. Pro. What? Pro. What? Oh no! <laughs> he did it. I can't show the podcast, but it basically says thank you for your order. <laughs> he did it. See what you did to This me, is dude. wild. This is wild. So I'll tell you what. Get the pen. I want to know if this thing can replace your iPad. This will be amazing content yeah, for the we'll podcast. You're a hardcore iPad user, and then you're going to try and transition to the Dex uh, experience, to the Tab S8 Ultra so I'm very curious. I'm very curious to see if like you can even handle this big slab, you know? Yeah. So if it'll be curious, it, dude. If I can manage the uh, girth, dude. It's a lot of girth. But like here's the here's kind of like the cool thing, right? Like um if I were to buy the type cover for my iPad now, it'd be three hundred and fifty bucks. You know what I mean? Like out I the can't door that. out the door with trade in and tax and everything, this was six hundred and eighty two dollars. That's kind of crazy. You know, it's, like, it's still expensive on the whole, but it is expensive on the whole, but like an iPad mini is $549. Yeah. And it's crazy. Cause I have been sort of itching to get a new tablet. This one has been tainted by my son. Uh, oh, the no. screen has a little bit of scratches and blemishes on it oh, and no. it's getting a little bit old and I need that secondary screen solution. <laughs> so I'm very, very tempted um, but I don't know. We'll see. I need to sell my, uh, my old MacBook still. Yeah. So if I could pull that off, then maybe I could, you know, swing, swing it like this. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I could swing it, but let's move on topics because we talk a lot about this talk and, um, I do want to move on. Oh, dude, we're to, pushing on an hour already. Look yeah. This, so we still, I want to touch on the cyber truck for uh, a couple minutes. All right, all right. we have five minutes. We're, we're, I'm gonna say it, it'll be a quick one. So the cyber truck, you know, we've been waiting on it for a long time. There hasn't been too much. I think in uh, recently, there's been a couple photos in um, in Tesla's uh, Texas um, Gigafactory. They did have a couple uh, new cyber truck photos that were published where it had a windshield wiper and mirrors so that was very interesting yeah the um, the wiper looks weird man i'm not gonna lie to you yeah so i am not sure if that's gonna be their kind of final solution where they have the wiper kind of vertical like that i'm gonna try and bring it up for the viewers out there yeah. if i can find it um but ultimately i don't mind it so much but i definitely wish it wasn't like that um it yeah, would be it's not ideal but it doesn't ruin it for me uh so i'll go ahead and pull it up so I, I have reddit pulled up for the podcast and this is what we have seen you see the wiper here it's kind of in a vertical position on the windshield and i'm not i'm not sure if that's where it rests but i kind of assume it is and then you see we have mirrors uh the original reveal did not have uh mirrors they claim that you can easily remove them if you want but this is the current state of the Cybertruck, and you can also see that the really, really cool wheels that they had uh, at launch, they're not here either. Or at least they're saying that wheel covers could probably go on there and make the similar look. So I'll say that 
you know, if that's the condition of the Cybertruck right now, how are you feeling about it? And also, like, what's coming out recently that's making you even worried about the Cybertruck? Yeah, so a couple things. Um, I think first and foremost is, is you know, the big question is of when. Right. Uh, but more importantly, I think the more scarier uh, recent finding is that Tesla has quietly removed all references to the pricing they announced for any level of Cybertruck on their website. So that can't be a good thing, right? Because if they planned on keeping it the same or less, you don't why think would that you they take would pull it, it? Right. Right. It's right. like unless there's going to be a change, why would you take the prices off your website? And yeah. are so if they're taking the prices off, are you able to make a pre order or reservation? Yes, you you can still reserve one for for a hundred dollars, but they don't but you tell can, you what you're paying, and you also can't pick your trim level anymore. You just reserve a spot for a Cybertruck. So okay, so like you don't pick single motor, dual motor, or tri motor. You don't do yeah. any of that. Yeah, it just says due today, yeah. and then you hit order with card. There's yeah. nothing here. Nothing. I mean, guys, I I want to say I I share the concern because, you know, the theory is, and go ahead and tell tell the podcast what the theory is with this. Yeah, so the theory is is that and, and and like this is again tinfoil hat stuff because it was something I got from a Reddit post that someone apparently reached out to Tesla and they were told that uh, pricing has now been subject to change due to manufacturing uh, uh, unforeseen manufacturing circumstances and supply chain constraints. So take mm. that as you will. Yeah, and I mean. That's not something that's completely alien to the landscape we live in right now. There's been right. a lot of that in other industries. But, you know, I think that to, for Tesla to come out and potentially be changing the prices, it's very concerning. Because I know a lot of yes. us, including myself, uh, were kind of already at the top end of what we were willing to pay for this. Um, I was willing to pay like a little bit more. I thought the Cybertruck as priced was actually a really good deal. So yeah. to, to, yeah. to, to go well, away from that... We compared it to the Ford Lightning today, right? So. We did. So the Ford Lightning's, uh, for what it is, it's really cool, but it's also very pricey. And uh, it's it's priced in the Cybertruck, right? Like, I forget how much we were... The Cybertruck, I think the dual motor starts at like 39 So right. I think the base Ford F1 Light, F-150 Lightning is still priced to compete with the base Cybertruck. Right. And, and but once me, you the, go, yeah. once you go anything above that, right. the Lightning just literally goes through the roof in terms of pricing. Like we're talking like $22,000 for an extra 70 miles of range. Right. Now, granted, you also get a, a little bit more power. Like it goes from like 464 horsepower to 520, which is nice, but like there's no, there's no option to just give me a bigger battery. You know what I mean? Like, what if I wanted the same horsepower, but just for the bigger battery? I, I guess I can't do that. No, no. And that's the thing about the way Tesla, like their battery tech, like they, we were getting the dual motor and it already had 300 plus miles range. And now if you want that same range on a uh, Ford uh, F-150 Lightning, uh, you're going to be paying like way more. It's Wait, theoretically less, right, dude? Because um, uh, my Model 3 performance is like 321 miles of range. Yeah, you're talking you about know? the range is less? Yeah, you're right. right. So, I think the range will be a little bit less. So if I bought the $22,000 battery pack, it would only put me at a full charge of 300 miles. That's not right. the, you know, leaving 10% for battery health. That's the full charge. You know what another concern is? Let me just uh, say something here is on the Cybertruck web 
web page, they don't list any of the configuration or specs Nothing. anymore. It's gone. It's all, it's gone. all so gone. So it could yeah. be, not only are we going to receive pricing adjustments, but we could have spec adjustments also, right? Like the, the final design was not finalized. This was all like... And we see that, right? Like 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 we see them adding side mirrors. We see them adding exactly. windshield wipers, different tires, you know. Uh, Everything's changed. It's so interesting. They yeah. need to probably put out... If they have things finalized, like the design, like the final uh, aerodynamic profile and everything, they're going to have to run like... Um, you know, tests to see what like estimated range is going to be. Right. Right. And like, so everything is subject you, man, to change. I think that I, I personally think based off of the information that we know from the, as the public, I think the Cybertruck, I think personally speaking, uh, early 2021 is probably optimistic. I don't think we're going to see it early 2021. Well, definitely not 2021 because it's 2022, I, I, 20, but 2023. Sorry. So <laughs> I know I was just, I was just pulling your leg. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see it early 2023. I really don't. Um, this is just my guess. I know that we saw that recent uh, prototype at uh, Giga Texas, which was cool and everything. But there's not, there hasn't been any information. Like, Elon hasn't put out that much about the Cybertruck at all. And uh, and Tesla's been keeping it really quiet. So I'm not sure. I, I'm glad that we're still getting it, it seems like. But it's just like, where's the information? You can still order it. I, I want to see it, but you know what? I'm kind of glad we're not getting it right away because I need to save for it. Same, same. So I want to put down, slap down a big down payment. Exactly. I want to. Do, I did that with the Model Three. I want to do it with the Cybertruck. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the goal. So, but yeah. yeah, that's the that's the timer on Cybertruck. But yeah, we'll see. We'll 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 keep the podcast up to date with any developments regarding that. Yeah, because we both have our orders in. So like they're and in I, it's and, and I think in. I've been in since what, 2019 or 2020, 2018. It's been a hot minute. When was it there? Let me see. Confirm your cyber truck. I don't know. I would have to, it was, uh, confirming your update. One twenty. One twenty twenty is when I put in my, wait, that's, that's when I modified my order. Okay. Uh, confirmed your Tesla order has shipped. Twelve thirty nineteen is when I put in my order. Wow. Okay. There you go. Twelve thirty nineteen. So we'll see what happens. That's I think a, you were in November though, right? Like you saw it and you were like, "It's been a couple of years, then, huh?" Yeah, it's been a couple of years. Yeah. So I mean, it's been a long wait for it, but I, this is a different kind of vehicle. So I'm not surprised to see they're having these sort of production yeah. delays, and especially because the the entire development of this thing has been during the pandemic, basically. So right, I'm right. not it's, shocked it's to sketch, hear that. Sketch as hell, right? Yeah, it is. So hopefully, hopefully <clears throat> I just want to see it someday. I don't care if it's like a year from now or two years. I just want to see it someday because right. I really no, want it. I get it. that. I get that. Hopefully it's good. Take your time. Make it good. So anyway, let's move on, man. I want to talk about the final topic of the night. Which is the Steam Deck? So, I mean, that's mostly you. You, you, you're, you're the. the <laughs> so I could talk the about this a long, God, dude. long yeah. time. I've been talking basically to myself about it because no one wants to hear me anymore. The Steam Deck <laughs> is to me, it's it's reached like a peak excitement level. Next Friday is when the 25th is, if you didn't know, and that's when the first batch of uh, people can actually go on and pay for it and start receiving it. It's basically the soft launch of the Steam Deck. And now, I, is this one you can pay for and get it or just c confirm your order so farther? So as far as I know, and I don't know much, but you're going to get an email on the 25th. If you're in like that first batch, you're going to be able to pay for it. And that's going to begin processing your order. They're going to start shipping them after payment. 
as far as I know. So that's exciting. And I don't think either of us are going to get that email, but I'm still going to be looking for it because maybe we'll get lucky. (laughs) So you have to let me know for reasons. Oh yeah. For reasons, for sure. Now I know that you're not really excited because you don't really have a use case for it. And I respect that. I don't, I don't. I think for Uh, me, I do. So I'm still excited for it because I, because I like technology. You know what I mean? But like, I don't think it fits into my, into my day to day. Which makes perfect sense, right? Like the Steam Deck is all about, it's PC gaming in a portable sense. And if you don't have that requirement for that portability or that mobility, then you might as well just play on your gaming PC, right? Like that's where the optimal gaming experience is going to be if you're a PC gamer uh, is to be on a full-blown gaming desktop and that's what you have. So I appreciate that. But as somebody that like me that, you know, I got a kid, I got a family, I like to kind of be around my house in a mobile way, uh, being able to I like to pick, be mobile in my house. Well, I do, because like one of the things that I can't really do is hide away in my room here for like eight hours straight. You know, like I, I definitely have done that. Uh, playing say, a dude, game. I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure you uh, you disappeared when Monster Hunter Rise. Came out, <laughs> yeah, dude. I did. And I got talked to about it. It was like, you've been playing Monster <laughs> Hunter Rise a lot. Uh, do you think you could see your family? I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, so, maybe I could. But do think that about too. it. If but, I had the but, Steam but, Deck, I could play Monster and Arise and see my family at the same time. Yeah. Now on the Steam Deck, so like, so like, I'm gonna pick your brain a little bit, dude. I'm, Please I'm do. Test your knowledge. Please do. So like, if I'm running Steam OS, like that's what it ships with, right? Is Correct. The official name, Steam OS. Yes. Could I download TeamSpeak on SteamOS and then also talk on TeamSpeak under SteamOS? Well, it depends. So is there a Linux Ooh. client for TeamSpeak? Because I think there is. I think there is too. So if there's a Linux client, then you probably can... Yeah, there is. So there's a, a Linux 32 and 64-bit clients. So you should be able to just download them straight from the TeamSpeak's website and uh, deploy it. Um, and deploy yeah, it, deploy it. So you should be able to get things. Actually, here's another thing that people talk about is flat packs, which are kind of like an easy way to install apps. Uh, and people are saying that uh, maybe you'll be able to deploy these flat packs on steam OS, which is really convenient because it's almost like an app store like experience. So explain flat packs to people. So I don't know much about it cause this is new to me as well. Right. But the, the flat packs, uh, it says the future of attribute, uh, uh, of of application distribution. So I'll pull up the website just uh, for the podcast's sure. benefit to look at. But basically, it's you know a way for you to deploy apps. So there's a website called flathub.org where you can just download apps. And they have a couple here that are just like your common boys. But one of the things I think people will do on the, for the Steam Deck specifically is get like Discord. Um, you know, they might get things like VLC if there's no built-in video player, Firefox. There's okay, so I grab like Firefox and stuff. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. So there's there's just random stuff. OBS is here. There's a Minecraft client. There's uh, there's a various amount of like tools, utilities, and things that people might want to download easily. Blender, whatever. So it gives you an easy way for you to deploy stuff to uh, your Linux distribution. So I think uh, from what people are saying that you'll be able to use these to deploy third-party apps and stuff. So okay, okay. it's going to make uh, okay. installing these things like TeamSpeak. I don't know about if TeamSpeak's on here. Let me see. Uh, uh, okay, they do. So they have a TeamSpeak. Uh, do so, they? so, yeah, Famous. I just searched for it. So TeamSpeak 3, and I don't know if this would actually work or anything because it. it's it's unofficial, right? Like somebody right. built this community, right. built this right. flat pack. 
So it might not even be the latest version. I see what you mean. But, you, you know, mean, it's yeah. very possible that that's going to work right out of the box. And that'll give you an easy way uh, to, to deploy it. But it won't be the only way. So, uh, yeah. So uh, I think that it'll work, man. And you're going to be able to do that with things cool. like Discord. For most people, cool. I think Discord would be the one that a lot of people are going to use. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So here's a here's a, mm. a couple things about the Steam Deck I kind of want to just uh, put out. So put it out there, dude. Uh, I think it was today. Proton seven point seven point oh seven point one has uh, been released. So there's Ooh. been a lot of cool updates to Proton, which. If you're not in the know about Proton, it's gonna be it's gonna be the compatibility layer to allow a lot of your Windows games to work inside of SteamOS, which is Linux, right? So it's gonna be that compatibility layer. They've done a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm showing the podcast uh, this link here, and I'll just send it to you for your benefit. But it's basically the the patch notes for the announcement, okay. and they've been adding a lot of enhancements and fixes for certain random games. They've updated things like the new version of Wine. They've uh, fixed a lot of issues with certain games like Mass Effect Legendary Edition. They even, uh, I think one of the bigger ones is added support for easy anti-cheat if game has enabled a Linux module. So, Oh, that's huge. It is huge. huge because one of the biggest things that a lot of people want is like Apex Legends. There's, uh, I, I think Ark might use, uh, Lost Ark might use easy anti-cheat. Well, I'm not Lost sure. Lost Ark definitely does because it takes forever to load up. I don't know if you've noticed that. Dude. It does. It takes yeah. forever. So yeah. there's been a lot of games that um, they use these anti-cheats, uh, like Apex Legends is one that a lot of people are talking about. Um, and they list, I think Apex is going to be coming to the Steam Deck because a lot of people are speculating um, that it's coming and they've seen uh, kind of things to indicate that it will. So I, this is what I think is huge. And Valve's been very aggressively verifying their their uh, games library for the Steam Deck. If you look at the Proton DB. I saw uh, dot com uh, homepage. I saw a uh, Reddit post mm-hmm. that like all of like those like not safe for work eighteen plus games like a lot of them are getting Steam Deck <laughs> verified and they're like, dude, some guy's sitting at Steam right now getting paid <laughs> to test these games out. I know it is so true. <laughs> I've been seeing the memes also. It's yeah. hilarious. Uh, you know, so it's all those like because Steam has a lot of those games on it. I ain't gonna lie to you. So. It's pretty funny. If you look at the Steam, uh, ProtonDB.com website, you can see that right now we're at a deck verified number of 270 games, which is basically wow. double from what we've seen like last week, which we were in the hundreds. And now we're over double that. And that's deck verified like 100%. But deck then verified. Under, uh, playable, 100% deck verified. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it'll work on your deck. Deck verified. Dude. So, and that means that work you have. that deck, f- dude. <laughs> work that deck it's really good so the fact that we're seeing these numbers 490 games that are uh definitely playable and then a lot of people you know have these games recommended you can click in here and see a couple of your uh top deck verified games that's like deep top deck you know exactly give her the top deck god dang it dude so we're looking at like witcher 3 you got games like deep rock galactic i love that game by the way it's really cool what game uh deep rock galactic have you played okay It's no. like a, it's like a dwarf like mining game in space. Off topic. What was that game you want me to get? Factorio or yes, Rimworld? Factorio. Well, both of them, but yeah, oh Factorio. Because those games are like some of my top played, most played of all time, like favorite games. And Factorio, I'm about to go hard on because you uh, know Factorio never goes on sale. That's a problem I have with Factorio. No, dude, that's not a problem. Factorio is worth like double its price. 
I'm telling you. Yeah, but like it, it's also always thirty dollars. It's never like it's so weird, right? Cause like, it's because like how many games so good. on how many games on Steam do you know end in the zero? So it's not nineteen ninety nine, it's not twenty nine ninety nine. It's literally thirty dollars. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it to you. Like I kinda do wish it would go on sale. I, I would on, buy it if the, it was on sale. What's the hold on, let me look at the history on um on Factorio's pricing. Uh, okay. Because I can I can do that with like enhanced Steam. Hold on, let me check. Yeah. So uh, I can't do it in my browser window that I share with uh with the podcast because I have like a separate browser for the podcast. Uh, uh, okay, so it says historical low is twenty dollars, but that was like in twenty sixteen. It's literally been like thirty dollars forever on Steam. <laughs> so twenty sixteen was the only time you could get it for twenty dollars. So, when was yeah. it? 2016? Tw- yeah, 2016, you could get it for $20 at the Humble store. Like a Humble bundle yeah. or yeah, something. Yeah, dude, I've never seen this game on sale, no. ever. But to be fair, it doesn't need to, because it's, like, overwhelmingly positive, and it has a huge <sighs> following. So if you haven't played Factorio, this is just it for the podcast uh, benefit. It's like a factory builder, and, uh, you know, it's super, super fun. It like It's super engaging. It's a free demo. You should probably put that out there, too. Yeah. Okay. So if there's a free demo, um, you're gonna get. You're gonna be. Yeah. I, honestly, you don't even need to play it. Just buy it. Um, I don't know if you got like ADHD brain like me. Like this game is uh, f- is like food for the brain. It's amazing. Really, dude. Yes. You're gonna make me try it now. I I think you should actually, but you need to do it with a friend. So like me and you, we could like get you started. And I think why can't you play by yourself, dude? You absolutely can. But uh, and and you you can if you want, but I think it's more fun uh, with friends okay. as a social kind of experience. It's just I don't know every social experience. I like dude. playing basically any game. Almost any game is like more enhanced when it's multiplayer. I agree with uh, that. Especially if you get like like-minded that. people that are playing. I like it. how I like how the top comment is. Um, does this game ever go on sale? Question. Answer. No. Question. <laughs> is it worth the price? Answer. 42 Australian dollars for 1,657 hours equals 0.025 Australian <laughs> dollar per hour. PC power, Austra- Australian dollar per kilowatt is 0.23. PC power used while gaming, 200 watts, price per hour gaming is 0.04 cents. Just to run my PC to play this game cost me double the price of the game. Yes, it's worth it. <laughs> oh that's my the God. Top, the, did the, the math. That's the top comment. Did dude. the math. Oh my gosh, I'm going to pull that up. <laughs> that's but, like, amazing. Like did. Oh man, I'm gonna. Oh, I can't upload it because, God dang it, I'm not logged in. But yeah, that's amazing. The other top comment is, uh, uh, I am an engineer in real life, and I approve of this game. I actually do more engineering in game than at my stupid job, where paperwork and dealing with people's crap become more relevant than the science itself. Yes, yes. Why does that sound so relatable? I know. In dude. IT, even. Tell me about it, man. So unbelievable game, I gotta say. And the mod, the modding. This is where PC. Reign supreme. The mods are unbelievable. The My mods are—they add so much to the game, and they don't break the game. Also, They're, it's just like, how is this handling these mods? It's unbelievable. So, uh, and it just—it just takes base game and the and basically turns it up to eleven, and it's just—it's just insane. So, Factorio is one of my. <laughs> You should definitely get it, but it's going to run on the deck. I know Factorio. I don't know if it's like, it doesn't seem like something that I uh, would run with a controller well, or does it? Well, no. So that's one thing about the deck is, you know, you might have to interface with the touchpad. So I'm really curious how a game like Factorio, that wouldn't traditionally be a game I would imagine playing on the deck because there's so much sure. like keyboard and mouse focus. 
to that sort of game. I'm not saying you can't do it. It's just like not really the traditional way to play it. So I don't think personally, even though I could play it on the deck, I don't know if I will. I'm really curious because it's kind of games like that are really going to push whether or not the touch pads on the deck are good, you know? Right. Because if they're good, it might be great. But right. I haven't I haven't seen like uh, touchpad interfaces be like that good unless it's right. an Apple product. So we'll we'll really see. But here's the thing about the Steam Deck: uh, it's getting very exciting. You know, uh, I think three big uh, uh, YouTubers uh, they recently had their Steam Deck hardware reviews. So you had sure. you know Linus Tech Tips, Gamers Nexus, and uh, a guy the Fox. I don't know much about him. Wolf I just then. I don't know. It's just as the fox on uh, YouTube. I don't know who that is. Then. So it's yeah. I have here. I'll link it to you. But um, link me, dude. So th- they basically all had their Steam Deck uh, hardware reviews, and they you know because of the embargo, they couldn't get into the software, which is a big part of what makes the Steam Deck magical. But they did go over Steam Deck deck and did. <laughs> they went over a lot of stuff regarding you know the hardware the buttons the layout how how it performed and i think we're really looking at a great product here that people are very happy with the cooling solution the battery life it's it's honestly really really good the only people that might have had a couple criticisms uh, the vibration motors and the trackpads, they're they're not really that great, according to Linus Tech Tips. But the Fox says they rolled out a firmware or a patch or something like that, and it's improved. So nice. since, since that initial review from Linus, so it may be that the haptics will improve. But I know Linus is doubtful for that because he thinks the problem is the underlying vibration hardware. hardware. And it sure, might be the sure. case. That makes more sense though, right? It like, does. You can't, you can't vibe something that doesn't vibe. It's you true. Know? But they might be able to do some software tweaks to really uh, take advantage cool. of the characteristics nice. of the vibration yeah, motor. Yeah, yeah. And it's possible they could make it work well. I'm not sure. Um, another thing is I know the button placement is uh, is difficult Obtuse. for Linus in in the trigger department. So he said that he can do it, but he's kind of going to shift his hands in a, in a way that he normally wouldn't. It's not as ergonomic. And for his wife, he said that the, 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 the face buttons, the, the actual ABXY, were a little bit uh, harder to push uh, for her. But regardless, I know Linus personally said that he is not upset about the buttons whatsoever. Like the, it's half the price of its really only competition. Right. Mm -hmm. So he can't complain. Like he's, he even said one of the things that we talked about is the screen being a problem. And he said, there's deep enough blacks. Like it's not going to be the switch OLED, but it's deep enough blacks and colors. It goes really dim. I think I saw that too, but he complimented on how dim it goes. Yes. And that's when, you know, I think that's really a testament to the, uh, attention to detail that valve has put into the steam deck because a lot of these devices, they can't go dim enough. You know, they hit like a minimum brightness, but it's still too bright. And that's one of those things. If you're in a, like a a, bright boy area, well, if you're in a dark room, right. And you can't turn it down like enough to where it's not like blowing you out. Like if it's a pitch black room, maybe you're in your bed at night, you don't want to blast the whole room with like a really bright screen. So the fact that you can get dimmer than the rest, that's very impressive. Now, while I would like it to be brighter, you know, it seems like it's, it's, it's bright enough. So we'll really see because I'm, you know, I know we're both sticklers on screens, whether or not it satisfies us, but it did satisfy Linus after they ran it against some uh, calibration tools. It looks like it's not like the best when it comes to It accuracy. looks awful if it looks, if you look at the calibration yeah. chart, it covers like what, 58% yeah, of the It looks DCI terrible P3. on the calibration, yeah. which is odd yeah. because according to Linus, like visually it looks fine. And I, I think that's a little 
contradictory to what the calibration is saying. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. We're a little bit more critical, I think, maybe. We'll see um, whether or not the screen satisfies us or not. But I will say that, uh, you know, for it being half the price of its competition, right. Uh, right. maybe I will be okay with it. Um, a another thing that I think is very fascinating that recently just got uh, uh, unleashed on the Steam Deck in a software update was the FSR uh, global enforcement, basically. So you can turn on FSR to for games that don't support it. And if you're unfamiliar with uh, what FSR is, it's the Fidelity FX Super Resolution Upscaler that AMD uses. And that's really nice for the Steam Deck in a couple reasons. One of them is you'll be able to run games at a, a slightly lower resolution, have it upscaled to its native resolution, and then get a performance gain there, right? Which, you know, right. with the Steam Deck, it's already a little bit starved for performance in some games. Like if you're trying to hit that 60 FPS target and more demanding games, especially as newer games get released and, you know, they're more and more demanding, uh, yeah. then, yeah, you're going to want to be able to play those games into the future. So having something like Fidelity FX... Uh, I actually wanted to ask you about that a little bit. So like... Sure. When you use something like FSR, which obviously doesn't does have DLSS, but I'm more familiar with DLSS. Right. If your native res is already like 720p, yes. Like, like, what's the source going to be on that, dude? Well, that's the thing. So it can't like it can't go significantly lower than that. Right. That's what I mean. So yeah. it does. So like, like where's the benefit come in? So and the, how big is the benefit? This is a good point. So uh, you know, the Fox specifically put out a video talking about uh, FSR, and he was basically like. If your game is a GPU-intensive game, then there are gains to be had by running FSR. But if it's like a, if it's a game that doesn't really, it's not like a super GPU-intensive game, then don't right. even bother with it because you're sure. likely because uh, a couple negatives with FSR is text rendition goes down the drain. Like it, it's really bad with text specifically. So and, and the finer details, obviously. So if if you have text and stuff like that, apparently that's going to be impacted negatively with like something like FSR. So that is a shame, but you know, at the same time, it depends your game might really need FSR. So it's something you can toggle, I guess at any time it seems like, and it's uh it works kind of at not really the OS level, but it can work on any uh 3D accelerated sure. game regardless sure. if the game supports it natively and i think that that's, that's the cool. key is yeah, you can cool. to be able to just flip it uh and and see how it kind of compare you know a b tested almost uh right. and see well okay i'm getting you know solid 60 frames maybe you weren't quite hitting it before another big reason fsr is good is you're going to get battery improvements right like say you had a game that could hit 60 before but now you turn on FSR and now your uh, power draw is maybe significantly less. So now your battery life lasts longer. Mm -hmm. So FSR is kind of a vital technology. And I know personally, I think you agree, DLSS would be like an ideal technology because FSR is is not right. no, DLSS. No, I agree too. Yeah. Like DLSS yeah. is AI accelerated, whereas FSR is kind of dumb. And so it doesn't even compare to what DLSS can do. Right, um, right. So ultimately, that would be like the best case solution, but we don't have an AMD, AMD solution that's AI upscaling. And that's I think that's a real shame. I think that's a big boon for NVIDIA is they have that and then AMD doesn't. So we'll see. I'm glad FSR is there. I just wanted to say that that is an awesome option that Steam Deck users get. Um, another thing... So yeah, I mean, personally, I just think... Uh, the Steam Deck is going to be a game changer, and I think Linus is absolutely right. One of the things he said was, this thing's going to sell like hotcakes. 
And I don't know how true that is, but I know personally, I'm very, very excited for it. Yeah, uh, and you seem excited, I, man. Yeah, unbelievably. <laughs> well, I, I want to be excited on the stream, you know, on the on the podcast because it's it's just one of those things that I'm so passionate about. I've been thinking about this. I've been because it has two competitions, right? It has PCs and laptops, any other PC related thing because it's basically right. a PC, and right. then it competes with consoles because it's like a Nintendo Switch, but it also competes with like even mainstream consoles. Because uh, it can hook up to a TV and stuff. Now, it, like they're they're a little bit different. Like the Switch is one thing I like to compare it to a lot, because like think about this. I I I love comparing it to the Switch because this thing sure. completely destroys the Switch in a couple big ways. One of them is Nintendo Online. You got to pay to be able to play multiplayer online on Nintendo Switch. But PC, you've never had to pay. Like that's one of the things the consoles been bending us over about. It's like just playing even online multiplayer on a console is nickel and diming you because you have to pay a subscription service to be able right. to just play multiplayer. That doesn't matter on a Steam Deck. Um, another thing is like it's an open platform, dude. To be able to play uh, like any kind of uh, homebrew on a console, it's just a nightmare. Like you have to have the console hacked, and like it's just not something you can really feasibly do. And sure. so these closed ecosystems have big negatives. For example, if I want to play retro games on a Switch, like I'm basically forced to pay for this subscription service, right? Like you don't like licenses. This is another thing is like how many, how many years have we been using Steam? Like how many years? Uh, well, I got it when it first started, like the day I first started. Yeah. And I just got my, I don't know if I just got it, but I have my... 18 years of service badge. So 19 eight, years of service that's insane. Badge. So you have yeah, 19 years yeah. of Steam games. How many games are in your library? Is that Nine, easy to find out? 960. 960. Now, I'm not saying every one of those titles is going to work on the Steam Deck. I have 960 games and 852 DLC. Yeah, that's that's absolutely insane, right? Like, that's yeah. a lot of games. That's a lot of content. And I can't look at mine because my Steam's like wigging out on Windows 11 or something. So, <laughs> okay, Did there you, we go. Hold on. Steam works so well. I can't imagine how it's going to work on a handheld. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> the, the Steam is giving me this problem right now when I'm trying to talk about the Steam Deck. I My point is, like, we've been... PC is a platform that... Um, that has been able to carry these legacy games, like, forever, Right? Like sure. almost like 20 years of gaming can be played on a modern PC, basically. Beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing that the PC can do. And that's the benefit of the Steam Deck is it's going to share a lot of that. That benefit. library. Yeah. That library you've been accumulating for, you know, years and years. How did you see how many Steam games you have? Uh, it's a badge on my profile. Oh, does it tell you how many games you have? Yes. So hold on. Let me. I'm just looking at library trying to see. But it doesn't look like I can do that. Well, it says uncategorized game 619, I guess. So There you go. Okay, so I got like apparently 619 games. There you go. And you gamed out, dude. Yeah, so that's a lot of games, right? And the fact that I can play maybe even half of those, like that's an amazing game library right there. Sure, sure. Uh, like day one. And that doesn't day even Z. include... Like day Z, dude. The, the day Z. And it doesn't even include the fact that I can run all these emulators on there and play like retro titles from every generation. Mm -hmm. and, and basically the best way possible. This thing's going to be so powerful. It's going to be any kind of like handheld in its form factor. So that's really, really cool for me because I'm a retro game enthusiast and I love that. So 
the fact that it's an open platform, I can run like all these retro titles. I can run my entire Steam Steam library almost. Maybe not always, but like, you know, a lot of the time it'll be really cool. So I don't know, man. Like to me, this is really, really cool. And I'm unbelievably excited because if you look at the Nintendo Switch by comparison, like, you, you know, when it launched, it launched with only a handful of titles. Think about, like, how many games were at launch with the Switch. It was, like, just a couple. I mean, they had a couple right. bangers, like Breath of the Wild Yeah, but, stuff. like, you, you, you can't view this this way, man. You can't view it as, like, a standalone console. That's not what it is. But It's just a different form factor that already exists at a lower price point. Well, yeah, but it, why can't I compare it to a console? It does what because a console because, does. It plays because, games. Because the console has been around for a while, right? What, the, you're talking about the Switch specifically? No, I'm talking about the PC. The PC has been around for a while. The PC as a whole has been around for a while. That's like yeah, but what's that's the like point? me saying that's like me saying like, "Yo, dude, I got a laptop, and this laptop is launching with this whole game library. It's uh, great." Okay, okay. Well, you know what? I take your point, man, because you're right. It's been around for a long time. PC's been out for a long time. It's just a new form factor that has access to those games. Correct. But so, that's so, so that's comparing a library. I don't think is very fair. Well, I mean this 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 form factor has existed for a while too, just not to what mainstream consumers would consider a viable product. Correct. And mainly it's been a price gate. Like, cause you, you've had right. like the A and Neo next or whatever. And then you yeah. have like a GPD devices, but they've all been over a thousand dollars to right. get the PC options. Like right. there's been uh Android options much cheaper, but like PC specifically, no, they, they haven't existed in this price point. Sure. So, that's why I think it's busted, though. The price point is what makes it busted because it's like console pricing, right? Like it has to be, right? I mean, does it? Because I think so. to be successful, you think so? I think I think the main barrier to entry in any form of new technology is price. I mean, we can come back and look at the foldables. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, so let's talk about price. I, then I think that the the killer feature of the Steam Deck is its price. Yeah. So I think that. Well, here's the thing. I think Valve has put their best foot forward with this device because not so only too. is the yeah. the price like a really good deal. I can't state that enough. Like compared to ev- anything else in its category, it's a really good deal. Yeah. Not only that, but it actually offers you like probably the most robust input options out of any device. I think it's at a really all. good deal if someone just wants to play PC games and they can't afford or have a PC currently. Well, that's also a uh, a you know a potential market for the Steam Deck. I think so. Because if you're okay. wanting to big PC market, game, because right? you know what, I saw people on the Steam Deck subreddit. They were like, "We well, you know I got a Mac, and I want to play PC games, but I don't want to build yeah. a PC. So there can I go. just get a Steam Deck?" Yeah. And I and they were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do that." Like there was a couple people on there that were like, "We're Mac users." We want to play our PC games. But we don't want to build a PC. We don't want a laptop. We don't, none of that. Right. Right. And so yeah, the Steam Deck is an option. And I think that's a that's a beautiful thing. That it it's an option where we've had no option before in a price point we ha- have not had before, in, in with performance characteristics we've not had before in this form factor. Right. Like it's no, I think you're spot on with that. I, I really do. So that's what makes me so excited about it. And like you're right because realistically, you could be like, well, you could get a laptop for a few hundred dollars more or something like that. And for some people, that might be a better solution if they need that sort of form factor yeah. and those capabilities. But if you're in the market for a gaming handheld, like an almost dedicated device for that function, 
this is exciting. And, and, yeah. and the price point, you can't beat, like, you can get laptops for cheap, but they're going to be garbage, right? Right. Right. So I feel like the hardware in this is good for the price, whereas like no, you buy a laptop I don't for disagree the price with you. of a deck. I don't disagree with you. Like it's trash. I think, I think its killer feature is the price. You know, it, it, it brings down. Not only does it bring down handheld gaming, like handheld PC gaming, yeah. to like a reasonable price point, and also puts it in a very lucrative form factor that would be familiar and easy for someone to pick up and use. Right. But it also lowers the barrier of entry to PC gaming on a whole. Period. Yeah. I think that that's really the beauty of the Steam Deck. Yeah, I was kind of theory crafting today. I, I completely agree. Uh, I was thinking about, like, why did Valve make the Steam Deck? And, you know, there's a couple reasons, but, you know, there isn't really that... There isn't a entry it's, point it's, into it's PC a, as good as this, I was, was going to say, yeah, it's like the, um, it's like the Microsoft or console uh, mentality, right? Like, yeah. You want to make money off game sales, but to make money off game sales, you have to increase the number of uh, consoles in people's hands, right? Yeah, right. So, so the more people who have your hardware, the more you're going to make that 30% Valve cut right. on software sales. So it's, it's lucrative for Valve to make cheapo hardware so more people buy games on their platform and then they make a revenue from... Mm -hmm. uh, a revenue stream that's very low effort, you know, just maintaining their, 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 their servers. You know what I mean? Right. So one of the things, like, go ahead. And like valve doesn't even make games at this point. Like their main revenue stream is other people making games. And because On valve is so dominant, yeah. uh, that's more than, a, than that. That's more than a, a sustaining business for them to just sit back and collect, you know? Yeah. And I think one of the things that the steam deck is going to do is attack those new PC gamers. And yep. they need to hit that market specifically because yes. you have competition yes. now. So yes. think about Epic Games, right? They've been playing the long game. They've been giving a out free time. games left and right for the past two years or something. And yeah. people are building up Epic Games libraries. And they are going to start to care about that library. And they then, will. And they then will. because they're right. anchored in, because they're anchored in, they're going to stay there. They're going to stay and there. That yep. scares Valve to death because. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. That's a good point. Like, it's a very good think point. Think about the new market of gamers coming in Fortnite. Think about it. That attacks yeah. the young gamer, Fortnite, directly. And those gamers are going to be gamers for like the next 20, 30, who knows how they many years. They want to lock them into the Steam platform. If you, yeah, exactly. If you can attack the entry point by getting the low cost option to be your option, and then you get the younger gamers, you get the newer gamers to be in your ecosystem, suddenly you have lifetime gamers. And that's where you're going to make the most money over yep. the long term. So, makes sense. Like, that's where I was like, maybe the Steam Deck is that kind of, that kind of tool for Valve. To, 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 to to get it's that like price a fishing point. rod, right? Yeah, like, it is. like 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 they're Real catching man. whales, dude. They're catching whales. Yeah, so I I completely think that might be part they're of angle. it. Um, angle, dude. And if that is their angle, you know, good on them because they're they're coming at uh this aggressively and I think that this is uh they're doing it and it might be good for Valve, but it's good for the gamer because we're we're putting a very competitive product on the market uh and I'd love to see more competition in this mobile segment and uh Right now, like Valve is coming out with like the absolute best, uh, you know they're gonna they're gonna basically dominate this category of device as soon as it launches. Oh, I think so too. Yeah. So that's why I think it's gonna be a big deal. Whether or not it's gonna be a mainstream option, a lot of people are saying, "Well, you're not gonna see these at Target, Best Buy." I don't know if that's the case because it's probably I don't know if it'll break what we call mainstream, but uh, 
I don't know. We'll see. But I just want to kind of share that excitement with the podcast. And we'll probably cover it, um, I don't know, probably in two weeks. Because, like, we, we're going to switch to a two-week schedule, I think, right? I think so, too. I think it makes more sense. You know, like, there were a lot of podcasts that, like, uh, kind of just rambled and ranted. And I think being more focused with topics like we were today. Yes, uh, I think it'll help keep uh, people more interested in what we have to say. Yeah, I think it's quality over quantity when it yeah. comes to us. We want to be qu- quality. So if it's a two-week rotation where the news comes out and we can be heavy hitters on the podcast, that's right. where we want to be. Um, and then we'll obviously want to cover any kind of major events and coverage that needs covered. And I know for next week specifically, the Steam Deck's coming out on a Friday. So the following week... Uh, well, it's coming out, quote unquote, we might see people get their shipping and stuff, but I doubt we'll even see it by like two weeks from now, like um, in people's hands. So it'll be really curious next podcast where the Steam Deck is. Is it out for delivery for people? Is it being shipped? Like what's going on? And we'll cover it when that time comes. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to share my excitement because... I know personally, I'm very excited. Randy's not. Well, he is, but he's I'm not. I'm excited, but I, I, I'm I, realizing that it's not a device for me. Yeah. It's going to be cool. I, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to yeah. put all kinds of games on it. Yeah. It's going to be, I'm going to be nerding out on it. It's going to be fun. Anyway, so that's been basically the podcast. Any last words, man? I, I don't. I, I actually kind of enjoyed this one. I think it was back to, back to, uh. Back to routine. You know Back what I mean? to routine. It's a it's a feel yeah. good thing. The podcast feels good to do. Yeah. So anyway, that's been it. Thanks for listening and watching the Technostatic Podcast. Pod boy. Check us out on YouTube at our Technostatic YouTube page if you want to watch it. You know, not live, but if you want to actually watch it in our, our video content. Check it out. Check out technostatic.com, our website where we post nothing, but we got information and links to all the places you can listen. And send us an email. Leave a comment down below. Tell us how'd you like it. And we'll see you guys next week or next two weeks on the podcast. Later. Later.